We're back, NRL 720 podcast. We had a week off. Um, the boys have all sort of uh, spread around the countryside again, and uh, everyone was too busy to do one last week. Some have got COVID, some have got the man flu, um, which is probably worse than COVID. And uh, there might be one case of monkeypox. We yet to we had to hear about exactly what's wrong with Humi at the moment. But we've got Owen all the way out of God's country in Cloncurry. Owen, how are you, mate? Mate, Jake, living the dream out in Cloncurry as usual, buddy. That's all right. Is it fresh out there or is it warm? Like, I can never tell with Cloncurry. Sometimes I've gone in the wintertime and it felt like it was hot as, and then sometimes I've gone out there and you're freezing your nuts off. Yeah, mate, it's, it's transitioning. It's But I think over the weekend, single digits, mate. Yeah, right. Okay. That is pretty cold. Digits, so that's pretty. Yeah, fresh. the da- days are getting hot, but nights are nice and fresh. Oh, well, that's all right then, mate. And uh, plenty of grass on the ground out there still. Last time I was out there, there was uh, mate, probably two on blades a, of on grass. Oval, <laughs> on the oval that gets watered every day. That's about it. What's on the oval? What is that? A footy oval or what? What type of oval are we talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah, we got we got an oval. The guys the guys play um, cricket. Got a bloody cricket pitch in there that they mowed and they play yeah, right. soccer. Do a bit of everything there, mate. Yeah. Beautiful. Throw some outswingers. Yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> All right, so Owen, you're making your debut on the pod. Um, I gave you some advice before the pod. A- a- are you having some courage beers right now to get you into the mood? Mate, most definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. So, what, what are we drinking? Palm 3.5, mate. That's about all I can find in the fridge. Palm 3.5. Is that, is that one of those ones you gave me when yeah. I was at your place a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, that's it, mate. That's oh, it. Okay. We're looking there right now. Ooh. And if I finish that, I've got a 4X gold sitting in there. There you go. Macker will be proud you're on the golds. That's all he drinks when he's on the podcast. So got to keep it in <laughs> Queensland, mate. Uh, yeah, nothing too flat out here, mate. <laughs> that's it, buddy. Uh, mate, we'll get into it. Uh, we've got a fair bit to talk to. I threw, I sent all the notes through to you. I was, I was waiting for you to respond to me like, we can't fucking talk about all of that. That's like, that's going to take us three hours to talk about, but um, we'll, we'll hammer through them at this stage and we'll see how we go. A new story that caught my eye the other day, a 46-year-old Gold Coast mum, I wonder what she looks, 46-year-old Gold Coast mum, she probably still looks half decent, um, has, been sentenced, has been sentenced to nine months probation for smacking her son with a wooden spoon. Uh, she reacted after her son used her credit card to spend $600 on online video games. Owen, when was the last time you were smacked with a wooden spoon and I don't want to hear about what you and Shannon get up to? <laughs> well, that was going to be my first thing. I'm not going to say when that was. Um, couldn't give you an age, mate, but look, honestly, growing up, I'm pretty sure I got threatened a fair bit, the yep. old girl with the wooden spoon. Oh. So I can recall one one time, I think she actually tried to hit me and, and I put my hand behind there, and the hands take the brunt of it, mate. But it, <laughs> I, I, would have been, I would have been under 10. Yeah, Definitely yeah. under 10 years old, yeah. mate. Yeah, vet play there. So, old Frankie. Frankie never got the old wooden spoon out on you. You were just too good around old pops. Oh, mate. I would have been bolting down the road if he would have got it. You know, you, you know Frank the Tank. Like, Frank the Tank, it, yeah. it, it, mate, mate, he's scary these days. I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> and, he, and, and, he's pushing, and he's pushing the mid-60s, so he'll sort he anyone out. That's exactly right. Uh, mate, should it still be allowed? I know it's a very much a taboo sort of uh, brown-nosed topic these days, sort of uh, smacking kids with a wooden spoon. But, I mean, i got to think, oh, probably the last time I got whipped was probably when I was about seven or eight years old, which, how old am I now? That's probably about 15 years ago. Yeah, no, I... I got I got hit pretty pretty bad a few times with it, but then I think once I got to about ten years old, I was 
I was about as tall as mum and dad when I was 10. So then mum couldn't smack me anymore. She's like, you're too big. Like, I just can't smack you anymore. Can't bend you over the knee. You're as big as I am. So um, that and was sort of the end of it. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, well, I guess it depends yeah. where you get hit, mate. If you they go a little bit too far yeah. under the carriage, you know, and you, you hit those little soft spots underneath between your legs, mate, that might hurt a little bit. Yeah, look, it, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting one. I, I, I think I thought about this one. I reckon before... Having kids, I would have went, yeah, definitely all for it. Now having my own son, and he's like, what, turning nine soon? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any benefit of it. I don't no. think, yeah, no. you don't. It, it doesn't prove anything. You don't. No. The end result is actually worse. Yeah, it You're does. Probably teaching them. Yeah. So, no, I don't think these days, mate. No. Nah, no point. It's all, for it's all, it's all about other things. It's def- definitely other things you can do exactly in those right. sort of moments. Exactly right. You're probably more likely to get a reaction out of them taking their iPads and their internet off them these days and giving them a wooden spoon smack. So uh, that's probably going to hurt yeah. the kids a little bit more. It's taking away the Wi-Fi password, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah, mate. <laughs> uh, sad news the other day. Olivia Newton-John, uh, she passed away. Uh, Owen, did you have a favourite Grease song? Oh, mate, look, I, I can recall watching that, that, um, that musical a fair few times, lightning. What are the grease lightning, mate? That mm. was my favourite. Grease lightning, yep. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Doing, doing, doing that hand, put, putting the waving the hands across the screen, that sure. sort of thing, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll probably agree with you there, mate. I. I grew up with two sisters, um, and unfortunately, Grease got played round the clock um, during my teen years. The younger two sisters would play it all the time, and they're singing the songs around the house. She used to drive me insane. But, got to admit, years later, was a pretty good flick. Olivia Newton-John, she was a bit of a sweetheart. Everyone probably had a bit of a crush on her as a kid growing up. And, um, yeah, sad that she's passed away. A bit of an Aussie icon, but... Yeah, yeah, good, gorgeous lady. Done, yeah. done a lot for um, a lot of people, many yeah. people. Yeah, rest in peace, Olivia. Mate, apparently monkeypox and COVID, they're still a thing. It's still getting around. I thought we were sort of past all this stuff now. I mean, we mentioned monkeypox on the podcast, I think, about two months, three months ago, and uh, it still seems to be a bit of a thing. Like, there's still a bit of an outbreak. People are still a bit concerned about it. COVID seems to be coming around, obviously, with the, the fluey winter months and that happening. Uh, we just had the Ecker here today in Brisbane. I made sure I steered clear of it because I did not want to catch COVID a second time. Um, oh, mate, that would have been a breeding ground, there. Eh? <laughs> absolutely would have been. Matt Damon was at the Echo yesterday. It was weird to see. Uh, really? Apparently, yeah, Matt Damon was there. Apparently, I think he's got a pad like down near Hemsworth's place in Byron Bay. So he um, he apparently loves Australia. And apparently, I mean, him and his family come to Australia all the time. But, yeah, he was apparently at the Echo yesterday in Brisbane having a Dagwood dog. So uh, there you go. Even there Matt, you go. Matt Damon was keen to see the Echo for the first time in three years. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, monkeypox, COVID, still doing the rounds. I uh, still see a lot of yep, people walking going, around mate. with masks. So, uh, yeah, uh, don't, don't be offended. Well, mate. mate, yeah, everyone's wearing the masks still, eh? It's, um, it's just crazy at the moment. Like, I'm, everyone's going back to doing the old elbow bumps and stuff again with the greetings. It's, uh, it's like everyone's waiting to go back into lockdown again almost. But, um, yeah, apparently Japan's opened up their borders for tourists now, so we can all start heading over to Japan. Might be a bit, might be a bit cleaner over there at the moment. Beautiful place. Been there many times. Love it. Mate, with all the inflation and shit happening in the world, uh, do you buy lettuce? Or has lettuce been canned from the grocery store list these days? I myself don't buy it. I eat it. <laughs> you eat it? Ken right. does all the buying. Uh, right. Well, we, we had tacos the other night. Lettuce was there, so we're still buying, mate. Okay. Well, I, I don't. Uh, I saw there was like 12 bucks a head, which is just ridiculous. But I, I, I haven't bought lettuce in years. I just buy the little 
leafy bags, like little three dollar leaf bags from Woolies and Coles and Aldi and shit. Like I, I don't even buy lettuce, but because that hasn't changed, that's still three bucks a bag, so that hasn't gone up in price. But lettuce just apparently went from ninety nine cents to eleven dollars and ninety nine cents. But uh, is that how much it's gone up? I wouldn't know, mate. It, oh, I don't know. It goes up and down like bloody fuel prices these days. Like fuel's up to like two forty, two fifty. Now it's back down to like one fifty, one sixty again. So. Who the hell bloody knows? Just blame everything on COVID. Mate, uh, Paul Gallen. Apparently, he's going to fight both Justin Hodges and Ben Hannett on the same night. I know. I heard this one on the radio the other day. Had a bit of a laugh and then went, had a bit of a think about it. And yeah, what's, what, what's the go there? This is like his last, is this his last fight? Well, I don't know. But I mean, Paul Gallen's still for us Queenslanders. He's still got a face you want to can just lay into you still want to hit the bloke but unfortunately he's a pretty fucking good fighter so you don't really want he's, to swing one at him um and that and that it, 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 he's a good fighter oh, I'm, mate, I'm he's a great knocks him out then he can't do the second fight well that's but, just it if he gets knocked down the first fight whoever the first one i mean you want to be the second fighter don't you i mean that, i don't know who's going first or if it's been awarded but hojo and hannett you'd want to flip a coin and see who goes um second but Hodjo can throw him. He's he's a pretty decent fighter. I'd be just I'd be throwing Benny Hannett out there first and just say, mate, just throw some haymakers, see if you can, you know, land a couple and make him a bit woozy, and then Hodges will just come in and finish him off. But yeah, a bit weird. He's I'd, fighting them the same night. I don't know if it's going to be like a wrestling tag team situation. They're going to go round for round, or it's actually going to be two separate fights. That's that's a bit weird. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I can only think it's just because it is literally it's going to be his last last fight night. So he yeah. wants to go out with the bang. Just thinking about what you're saying there right now, I thought Hodges would be on than Hennett, but yeah, yeah I, I actually think Hennett's going to go up. Yeah, he'll probably cream him, and then Hodges is going to come in, and um, it's going to it's going to be a cracking on fight, I reckon. Yeah, Hodges had a few decent fights, and he he looks all right in the ring. I've never seen Ben Hennett in the ring, but I know he's done a couple of those charity fights as well. But yeah, well, good on to Gallon. I mean, you've got to be one hell of a boxer to be able to beat two other guys on the same night back-to-back. So I don't know if there's a bit of a break in between the fights or what. Is he just going to stay in the ring and the other one's going to walk in next? Or yeah, I, I, I think I like it'd be funny seeing a bit of a tag team thing go on, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I read that there's going to be a break between the fights. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I guess so there's going to be fair. some sort there's going to be some form of recovery it's gotta there. Be yeah, like, definitely. got to be like three-round or four-round fights, surely. They can't be too long. Two minutes. Can't remember the rounds. Maybe oh, I've got seven in the back of my head, but yeah, don't right. don't take me on that one. No, no, two minute rounds like that, and, and a pause. Yeah, well, whenever there's an opportunity for Paul Gallon to get knocked out, I'll be tuning in. So yep. we'll see how well, that mate, goes. I will be too. September fifteenth. <laughs> Throw a few beers, few snags, get it around. Um, mate, let's get into the footy. We've got a fair bit to cross. What's happened to the Broncos? Looking like they were flying high most of the season. Two weeks ago, they got absolutely pumped by the Tigers here in Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium. They then went on the road and got absolutely pummeled again by the Roosters. If you were to put money on right now, will the Broncos make the eight, yes or no? I think, based off, based off what, I'm, what I'm looking at at the moment, they'll just scrape in. Just scrape Maybe in. Maybe seven or eight. Mm. Just scrape in with, with what teams they got left over um, based on their points. So they're, they're going to be on around 26. I think they will too. Like, there's a couple of tough games there for them, but I think looking at the, I think they're four points clear of the Raiders. There's only four games left in the season, so you'd think they've only got to have one, maybe two wins, and the Raiders have to win out. Um, it's probably looking a bit unlikely that the Raiders or even Manly, who's another two points back from them, is probably going to make yeah. the eight. So yeah, you'd think they're the Broncos, just going to miss. Yeah, it's just whether they can, I guess, get a home semi final that first week and finish in either fifth or sixth, but. 
Yeah, there's definitely uh, some concerns there for the Broncos. Um, moving on to the team that's on top, the Panthers. They're keeping the ship afloat without Cleary and Jerome Luai, who basically aren't going to be back until finals. Looked on the, the betting odds earlier today, and for some reason they are favourites, even without Cleary and Luai, to beat the Storm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I've got them on, on my tips as well to uh, to beat the Storm too. I think the really? Storm, look yeah, yeah, look, the, the injuries that are there at the moment, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd still, I'd still pick the Panthers for some reason. They, they still seem to be able to pull their stuff together with the, with the young crew that they've got. Yeah, they do. They've just got a great system and a good, good team all around the park. I don't know. That doesn't say much for the Storm. If you're taking their halves and easily probably their, their two most valuable players out of the lineup, and if they can beat the Storm, I mean, I've kind of already written the Storm off for the season already. I just, I think they're just a little lacking in, in talent, sort of outside of their big four, five players, but. Yeah, if they can't beat the Panthers without clearing Luai, you put the red pen through them, surely. Yeah, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Freddie and Gus and their mind-boggling bias commentary on Cleary, who obviously is suspended for the rest of the regular season, uh, and also the Paddy Carrigan suspension, the hip drop, tackle, uh, hip drop tackle against the Tigers two weeks ago, saying, you know, Carrigan's was deserved, and then saying, you know, Cleary shouldn't have got that length amount of time because he's one of the stars in the game and, you know, people pay good money to watch the stars play and watch them on TV. Is it time for Freddie and Gus to just go away? Mate, I don't even listen to what those two say anyway. <laughs> they, play, they, play for, they play for New South Wales, so I don't oh, listen to anything. Mate. Freddie's, but, just, but Freddie's been a space cadet for years. Like, you can't listen to half the dribble that comes out of his mouth. Gus is usually pretty good and he's pretty entertaining. And usually I probably agree with a lot of the shit that Gus says, even though he's a bit of a wanker. But, yeah, after saying something like that, like, I mean, you can't pick a guy up and dump him classic spear tackle style and just because he didn't go head first into the ground what were you going to wait until the guy actually puts him in a wheelchair like we saw at Alex McKinnon a few years ago to go oh yeah no no maybe he should have got a bit of a decent suspension like what are they thinking yeah, it, it it was bad like his it was I bad. watched that one live and I was like holy like you, you wouldn't pick you wouldn't pick him doing that sort of thing. He's, mm. he's too smart for doing it. You just wonder what was going through his head at the moment. Yeah, and it, it, it was a bad tackle. You don't yep. you don't see him like that too often anymore. No, and 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 the Pat, and the Paddy Carrigan one. Look, yeah, look, bad outcome at the end with <laughs> breaking his leg. But yeah, it, it, it's hard. It's hard when you when when the guy's still moving. Two guys on the top, two three guys on the top, and you want to take his legs out. Yeah. You, you don't know what the guys on, on the top are going to do, do you? No. They could twist them one way and you want to go the other way. Like, it's, it's out of the control. So, yeah. but at the end of the day, bad outcome and that's, that's what's got to happen. They've got to, they've got to try and stop it, eh? And that's exactly right. That's what the judiciary is there for. Like, whenever people do something wrong that can potentially injure a player like Clearing, like what Carrigan did, you've got to suspend them. You've got to put them on the sidelines. You've got to fine them. You've got to suspend them. You've got to make sure that they hurt in their back pocket and they lose a bit of money and they, they don't play any important games for the for the team. Like, that's that's the whole point of the judiciary. And then all of a sudden, the soft police want to come out and be like, oh, we shouldn't go so hard on these guys. Cleary doesn't need five weeks on the sideline to know what he did wrong. It's like... That's not the fucking point, you morons. Like, you can't just pick Every, a guy up and dump him on their level. head. Yeah, you can't just dump a guy yeah. on his head and expect to just walk off a week or two later. Oh, I know I fucked up. Yeah, I won't do it again. Put me back in. Like, what a bunch of morons. Like, seriously. No, yeah. that's, that, that's it, mate. Like, they, they, they got what what they deserved for what happened. So, they both had, like, luckily, clearly didn't have a bad end result with regards yeah. to the player. So, yeah. he was lucky in that respect. But, yeah, Carrigan obviously did. 
Yep. Right. Yeah, obviously two bad things. I got that's that's, that's what it is. Got a march. Pass the gang. Yep, exactly right. Uh, Ricky Stewart apparently he's not a friend of dogs. Um, no, no. This one, this one, <laughs> I, I, I heard him speaking on the radio when he said this, and I was like, "What did he just say?" Like, I couldn't believe that. That, that yeah. Obviously, the emotional side of things got the better of him, and he's got things going on in his head around the past, and that, and has just come out and said something that probably should be best kept behind doors yep, sort yep, of thing. Yep. You're a dog of a bloke then. You're a dog of a bloke now. Um, he was fined $25,000 yeah. <laughs> and he was suspended yeah. for a week. So he's on the sidelines this week as well. Uh, yeah, Ricky, he's yeah. been known as a bit of a winger over the years. He's, he's rubbed a lot of his, his players the, the wrong way a lot of the times and a lot of guys have got short fuses and that's why you see a bit of a revolving door with players at times at Canberra since he's been there. Um, is he still the biggest winger in the NRL? Can we name anyone that's probably a bigger winger than Ricky Stewart? I don't think so. Like coach was, I'm actually wondering if I should Google to see how much he's been fined over the years. Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely had a lot to say in the, in, the, in his years. That's for sure. But um, he, he's yeah. passionate. That's what he is. Passionate. That's what we'll put it down for. He's passionate about his yeah. team and about Canberra. That's there you go. That's a very politically correct answer from you. Oh, well done. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. I'm, I'm here all night, mate. Yeah, you're here all. You're going to have to be, mate, because no one else can do the podcast this week, um, <laughs> mate. NRL 360 now. We call ourselves NRL 720 because we're twice as good as 360. That's where the saying comes from. They had a bit of a go at my team, or my, my second team. My, my number one team is the Cowboys this year because they're obviously uh, playing well. But, um, <laughs> or you jump, you, you jump ship. Mate, that's, jump ship, this mate. is what I keep telling people. I get bagged all the time for having two teams, right? But usually it works out pretty good because usually one of them usually has a good season or makes the finals. Yeah. The other team's usually battling for the wooden spoon, and it's happened again this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's mate. You've got to catch on. Have a second team. Trust me, it'll help. Mate, mate. I, I, mate, I, I, got, I got the Broncos. Bron- Broncos before the Cowboys. I was always Broncos, and then Cowboys come to Townsville. Then I done I done the switch. But I'll normally go for Broncos most most of the time. So, so there you go. I got two. Yeah. Well, most of those most of those Broncos boys who have been on this podcast in the last well. It's probably why they haven't wanted to come on the last two weeks because the Broncos have been smashed last two weeks. I'm, I'm starting to think that's why. I ended up getting all these co-hosts that are all Broncos supporters and uh, their team shit yeah. now, so they don't want to go on the podcast anymore because uh, the season's basically having over for bad. Yeah, having some sads. They, they take it a bit personally, these Broncos supporters. But, but yeah, they, they'll all go to a Cowboys game. They'll all support the Cows. So that seems to be the sort of the way it, with Queenslanders at least, like... They'll support one or the other when it comes to the Cowboys or the Broncos, but um, but anyway, back to Dolphins, back to Dolphins, mate. The Dolphins, yeah, I'll, as well. I'll check the Dolphins out next year. Um, but back to the Knights, NRL three hundred and sixty saying yeah. that Adam O'Brien, that he's actually a good coach. Um, hang on, I should have a sound for that somewhere. Yeah, there we go. Adam O'Brien, good coach. There you go. And they reckon that they should give him probably the first six to eight weeks of next season to prove himself. Now I want to know why. Like, the guy has gone backwards. He, they're not going to make the finals this year. They made the, barely scraped into the finals the last two years. Apparently, the playing staff aren't really keen on him anymore. He was actually quoted the other day saying to the playing group, I know what you blokes are saying about me. I don't care. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> He's had three years. Yeah. It's time to give him the flick. Like, I mean, if the playing group is starting to say something about the coach and he's addressing it and he knows it and he's like, I don't care. I've got a contract. I'm not going anywhere. Surely you got to get rid of the coach. Yeah, well, look, mate, if he's honestly saying stuff like that, then um, he's obviously lost the respect of the players. Yeah. And as soon as you lose that, there's, there's, there's no chance of picking that stuff back up. So, 
yeah, look, there, there's, there's only one real clear choice there, yeah. and that's to give him the flick, mate. But like look, looking at the side as well, they're going to have to do some recruiting. I, I just when I look at the night side, I just don't see, I don't see the flair. I don't, I don't see the players that they need to be a top quality side yet. I think they actually have a decent forward pack, and I think they have decent outside backs. Like I mean, they got. Ponger and Gay Guy and Bradman Best and Edric Lee, I mean, they had some decent outside backs. Injuries have been their problem. I think they were the yeah. second most injury hit team this season with players who have missed uh, five plus weeks. They actually have a second in the league, I think. Can't remember who was the number one team, but they have had their fair share of injuries the last few years. So but in saying that, they don't really have like a veteran leader. Like, you watch a lot of these teams that look like they're struggling towards the bottom of the ladder. They're all young teams, all teams that sort of average around sort of 23, 24, 25 years of age. I mean, they made Ponga the captain. Ponga's not really a captain. You know, he's not really a guy who's going to go out there and talk to the guys and get the forwards sorted and get the backs all sorted and, you know, sort of, you know, lead by example and get the guys. He's just not that type of guy, you know. He's, he's a talented football player, but he's not a captain. He's not, not a guy you really want to get there. I think they've even made Braley the captain in recent weeks, so... Um, yeah, he is, he is for this this next game as well this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I look, they they need a veteran half. They need someone there to actually be a leader for the team. I mean, a prime example of that is someone like you know Adam Reynolds going to the Broncos this year. Had a young team, brought in a veteran half, steered the ship for him a little bit. They you know guys can just yep. go out there and do their job, and they've got a bit of a veteran half out there to actually lead the boys around and tell them what they need to do and execute the plays. Same thing with the Cowboys. They brought in Chad Townsend. It was laughed at the amount of money they paid for Chad Townsend, but he's a premiership winning halfback, and he's gone there with a lot of experience, and he just sort of directs the boys around, does a good solid kicking game, doesn't do anything flash. They've got good players in all around the park. You just need a decent veteran half to sort of just, you know, make sure that their heads are screwed on every minute of the game. Definitely agree, and, that, and, that, and that's what they're lacking right now, definitely. Yep. Now, the sooner they get rid of AOB, the better. We saw a little bit between the Cowboys and the Dogs game, a probably a 40, 50 metre sort of uh, dash between the Fox and the Hammer. Uh, we've been asking for it for, God, as long as I can remember, probably 20 plus years now. We want a 100 metre race between the fastest guys in the NRL. It's got to happen one day. Maybe that's going to be this podcast's dying memories. We're going to try and make this this race happen. The Fox, the Hammer and Jason Saab, who are you taking in a 100 metre race? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Hammer. Hammer time. You're on the Hammer. Definitely. This- yeah, I don't know whether it's because the the fox is getting a bit of age on him now or something mm. like that. But yeah, watching him, he, he was pulling away from him. He was there on the weekend. He was gliding and, a little bit and, away, and he didn't even look like he'd hit. He still had another gear in him. Well, that's the thing with like the fox. You see him, and he sort of you know he's 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 made breaks and gotten away, and no one sort of ran him down over the years. And he looks like he's pumping the legs pretty well. You never really seen Hammer or even Jason Saab look like they really hit top gear. It looks like they're just gliding across the park at sort of second, third gear most of the time because they don't really need to. But I, I would probably pip Jason Saab. He's just he's got the long legs. You I reckon? think yeah, I yeah. reckon I reckon he'd get both of them. I reckon Hammer would get second. I reckon Fox is probably three out of all of them. In, in they, I, I can recall Footy Show doing a 100-metre sprint or something like that with some of the players oh, God, 10, 15 years ago. Oh, that was ages that's, ago. That's, they, they One time, the last one I saw, they had a Footy Codes one, and Jared Hayne went in it. I think it was like probably late 2000s, early 2010s. They actually did it on a proper athletics track, and they had their, their shoes on and stuff. Um, yeah. Hayne, I think, was like third or whatever. I think, I think a guy from the AFL actually won it. 
Um, but yeah, it was between all the footy codes in Australia. They all nominated like one or two people each. And I don't know why Jared Hayne went in there. I never really thought of him as like one of the fastest guys in the league, but apparently he still ran like almost like 10 off, seconds. So yeah, exactly. His ass is bigger than mine. So you know it's big. Um, <laughs> what about top three candidates for coach of the year? Definitely not Adam O'Brien, but who, who would you say right now would be your coach of the year candidate or who are your top three? Look, mate, on, on liking what Toddy Payton's doing with the Cowboys, though. This, this, this year, what, what he's done with some training in the background to the lead up to this season, I think has, um, has turned him into a over 80 minute side. The fitness level of the guys yeah. and what he's done, like when I, when he first come in, it was questionable. I really didn't know the guy and what, near yeah, much about him, but yeah, look, I, I think he's doing some good things over there. Definitely. Yep. I, um, my top three would be Toddy Payton. I'd have uh, I'd have Kevy there. I think Kevy's done a really good job with the Broncos this year, turned them around a bit. Um, yep. I'd probably have Craig Fitzgibbon. It's his first year of coaching. At least Kevy and Toddy have had a couple of years under their belt and coaching and done a lot of assistant work. Um, Fitzgibbon's been yeah. a, a good assistant for such a long time. But, I mean, he's had the Sharks pretty much in the top four all year long for a team that no one really thought of much at the start of the season. Uh, Nico Hines and Finucane were sort of their big signings and that's all they really changed from the team from last year. But, yeah, I'd probably give Craig Fitzgibbon sort of in that top three slot as well. Yeah, yeah. No, look, and I like what's going on over Sharky because Josh Hanno's over there as well, isn't he? He is, yeah, and he did some good work with uh, the Queensland Origin team this year too. I know Billy and, and, and Cam and them guys, they had a lot of praise for Josh Hanno. Apparently he's another guy who could be an up-and-coming sort of head coach in the NRL. Geez, I'd, I'd take him at the Knights tomorrow if they if they got rid of AOB and brought Josh Hanno in, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't don't see Hannay somewhere up there in the next next coming years, though. Yeah, I've only ever heard good things about Hannay as a as a coach. Like everyone sort of you know praised him a lot. So and he's behind the scenes. So I mean, yeah, there's there's been some shocking head coaches in the last couple of years. So uh, yeah, someone like Josh has got to get a, a leg up, surely. What about buy of the year? Who's been your buy of the year so far? I know we're still four weeks out from the finals, but we've pretty much had a bit of a bit of a gauge on who sort of performed well this year, on who's changed teams. Um, who, who's probably your, yeah. your best buy? Look, I, I didn't want to jump on the Broncos bandwagon like what all the other no. boys did, but no. when, when I look at the games and I look of look how the Broncos have gone over the last couple of years and where they are now, I think for them that was that was their their key buy. Who? It's like Adam Reynolds. <laughs> oh, gravy when he's COVID playing, leg. Fucking when he's when he's when he's playing and not injured. He's <laughs> always injured, mate. Um, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, I've got to admit, that, he's that, he's been a good buy for him. Yeah, look, he has it, and and then you got you got like the likes of Chad Townsend coming coming over the Cowboys. Both those sides, both those Queensland sides of. Um, yeah, they've had had some good boys in in the off season, which is um seeing, seeing them in the top eight at the moment. Yep, all Reynolds definitely is up there. He's probably top three, top four boys. Uh, I think we discussed earlier. Chad Townsend was also probably a good buy for the cows, sort of getting them up into second place this year. For me, it's still Nico Hines. I thought Nico was a, was an yeah. absolute great buy. He's a guy who can slot into different positions. He's a playmaker. He's got the kicking game. He's got long and short. He's he's just got it all, and he's so composed. It seems like he's a pretty decent bloke off the field. A lot of the guys seem to get along with him well. He sort of suits the lifestyle down at down in Cronulla there, down at Northies. Uh, I've had a few few beers down at Northies before a Sharkies game early this year. Um, Parmigianas was absolutely horrible. It was burnt to a crisp, so don't recommend the Parmies at Northies. <laughs> 
penalties. But uh, yeah, I, I got to say, Nico's probably still just pipping those other guys in Reynolds and uh, Chad Townsend for buys of the year. So I really think he's yep, um, yep. yeah he's a he's a good ten year player for those guys. At least with you know Reynolds and Townsend, like they are in their thirty, so they don't have too many years ahead of them. Whereas you know Nico, he could be at the Sharks for the next 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah, no, that's true. No, I agree with that, mate. Uh, he, he was a good boy, definitely. All right, Owie. Um, we've got through all the knick-knack stuff. Um, I guess we should probably talk about this week's game and the team lists. Uh, before we do that, I just want to remind everyone, wherever you're listening to us, the numbers have been absolutely great in the last four or five weeks, despite us having the week off last week. Um, but... A lot of you guys still are not subscribed, so no matter where you're listening to us, on Spotify, on Amazon Music, on Google, on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you subscribe and also leave us a little five-star rating and even a review. I think you can even leave a five-star rating and review on our Facebook group, um, which has gotten some really good uh, likes and follows in recent weeks as well. So make sure you support the podcast. Uh, I don't know where we're going with it. Maybe we're going to get some sponsorship one day. Maybe we'll start interviewing some NRL players next year. Who knows? Maybe we'll have to get uh, Townsend on. Apparently he does his own podcast. I might have to do a little crossover podcast with him maybe next year. Round 22 for the NRL season. We're a month out from finals, Owen. Can you believe it? It's been a quick year. Mate, the year's going way too quick. Way too quick. All right, so we start the round Thursday night, which is tomorrow night. Uh, the Panthers and the Storm, two big blockbuster teams. Uh, Seven fifty, like I said, I can't believe the Storm are actually outsiders in this one, missing their halves. They've got Jermaine Salmon and Sean O'Sullivan in the halves with the Panthers, but the rest of the team is as named. The Cheese is back, at least on the bench in number fourteen for the Storm. I think that's a huge in for them. Owen, which way are you going, mate? I'm still back in the Panthers, eh? Really. Yep. You don't, yep. You don't I, trust. I, you don't trust Cooper Johns. Come on, he'll do the job for Jerome. Nah, nah. Look, I, I, I do. I do think the young fellas of the Panthers team are gonna are gonna get up on this one. There's, there's actually a few cracking games on this. This there this, is uh, swing. It's not. It's not an easy tipping week. That's for sure. No, it's not. Apparently, you got a multi for us. I'm looking forward to this multi at the end of the. The, to the team list, so we'll see if you are. Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got one there, and, then, and if you add another one into it, it doubles up as well, so mate, yeah, we'll, I, we'll have a talk about that at the end. I don't think any of the boys who have come on the podcast this season have actually had a winning multi or tip that they've brought on the, the podcast. I think Mac has had about a 1,000 goes, and he hasn't put any of them in as a winner yet, so, mate. Yeah, right, this, this, this is on. <laughs> okay, this is on. So you're still tipping the Panthers? Yep, mate, I've got the Panthers. All right, I am going to go the sneaky upset and go with the Storm. Friday at 6 p.m., the Warriors hosting the Bulldogs. Bulldogs have been playing well over the last probably five, six weeks under Mick Potter. The Warriors returning home again. They'll probably have a big crowd there waiting for them. How are you seeing this one pan out, Owen? Yeah, look, I've, I've, I've actually liked the Doggies this year, um, surprisingly. Um, I never thought I'd say that, but they, they've been playing okay. Yeah, they just haven't been playing eighty minutes, so I've, I've got the dogs on this one. That Jacob Carraz, the winger, he's had a few good weeks. He's he's not a bad looking winger, that bloke. Yeah, yeah, mate. Look, I, 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 I do like the side. Like they they just haven't been able just to, to close out those games um in the early, early earlier parts of the season. But um, yeah, I, I think they'll they'll do the the Warriors. Yep, I've got the doggies winning that one as well. 7.55 on Friday night at Combank Stadium. Big blockbuster. The Parramatta Eels hosting the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Latrell versus Gutho. Dylan Brown versus Cody Walker. There's some juicy matchups all across the park. Which way are you leaning on this one, Owen? Uh, I, got, I, had, I had the Eels, 
I've, I've changed the Rabbitohs. So, Is yeah, look, Mitch this Moses is another out? blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mate. Look, I'm, I'm, I think I think the Rabbitohs will get this one up. The, the years have been running all right, but, yeah, I don't know. They, I think think the Rabs are on the run. Yeah, Moses is, is a pretty big out for the Eels. I'll go the Rabbits on this one too. I think the trail fires back with a big game again. He's been playing well since he's come back from injury. And the Bunnies probably need the win probably a little bit more to make sure that they can get into that eight spot and secure it for the finals. 3 p.m. on Saturday, the Sydney Roosters hosting those mighty good-looking cowboys from Townsville. Interesting game. The Roosters have sort of, ever since the origin break sort of finished, um, they've come out and they've really been putting points on the board against the teams they've been playing against. The Cowboys have still been smoking along, as they usually do. Um, this will really sort of show if the Cowboys are for real this year for me. They've had some really good wins. They beat the Storm pretty convincingly. They beat the Eels pretty convincingly. They flogged the Broncos in both of those games. But the way the Roosters are playing, and they've got you know, quality all across the park, uh, if they can contain Teddy and the team, this will really go a long way to their premiership chances this year. How do you see it on? Yeah, mate, look, this, this is another another cracker of a game. Mm, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going the Cowboys because I, I really want them to win. But, yeah, they, they, they can't play like the last two weekends. Like, I, I don't know whether they're just, they're just trying to cruise into the finals and limit the injuries and that sort of thing. But when, when you come up with to a team like this, yeah, you gotta be you gotta be on your game. So they they're gonna have to play. Bit interesting, this is the three o'clock Saturday game. Usually the three o'clock and the five thirty Saturday games is like the shit games for the weekend. This this to me, I mean, obviously you've got Storm Panthers there who are rivals in the last few years, uh, starting off the round, but yeah, three PM on a Saturday. This is an interesting time for this one. I would have had this at least in the seven thirty slot, but uh yeah, I'll, yeah, just looking at now, 7.30, I would add this game, definitely. Well, we'll get to that one very soon. But, uh, yeah, look, I'll I'll tip with my heart on this one. The Roosters have been very impressive in the last few weeks. Um, the Cowboys have sort of had slow starts, but they have been running over teams in the second halves. Um, I will tip the Cowboys. Yep, well, they better turn up. That's all I can say. Yep, they sure will. Uh, 5.30 on Saturday, the West Tigers, who have been playing well of late, are hosting the Sharks. Uh, like I said, I have liked the Sharkies this year. Uh, they've got Braden Trindle playing 5.8 this week. A couple of outs there for the Sharkies. Um, Adam Dewey's been playing some good footy since coming back from an ACL for the Tigers. Dane Laurie's also chimed in and done some good things. How do you see this one going? Yeah, I'll get the Sharkies on this one, mate. Look, I don't think there's any second guessing there. The guys will love filling for Matt uh, Moreland. That's um, out with his quad. Um, mm. So, yeah, Sharkies, I'd, I'd, I can't back it. I can't back the Tigers on that one. Yeah, Kennedy's a big out for him too. They've got a K Dykes, uh, Adam Dykes' son playing. Uh, I think that might be his debut for the Sharkies at fullback as well. So they're missing a few players in their, in their back line, but um, still got a, a very, very good forward pack. So I think that's where they're probably going to win it, that one, the Sharkies. 7.35 at Suncorp Stadium. I've got better things to do with my Saturday night than watch uh, Broncos Newcastle. But uh, 7.35, yeah. it is the Brisbane Broncos hosting the Newcastle Knights. Um, yeah. Who wins this shit game? Yeah, look, on, 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 I've got I've got the Bronx there. They they've got a good side there. They'll I yep. think, think they'll definitely do do the Knights over. Um, how easy I don't know, but they're they're another team. They want to stay in that top eight. They've got to win this. 
they've got to win this game. Yeah, all I can say is, look, the Broncos have had two pretty embarrassing losses back-to-back. Um, they're going to be at home Saturday night. The boys will be wanting to get on the gear afterwards, I'm sure. There'll be some white powder laundry bags sort of floating around the valley for them after the game. Um, so they'll be wanting to turn it on. The, the Knights, they don't want to play for their coach. There's been a lot of internal fighting during the week, so... You could probably honestly say uh, the Broncos are probably going to put 50 or 60 on the Knights this week because uh, the Knights will probably put up the white flag before they even run out on the field, um, seeing as they don't want to play for Adam O'Brien and they're all trying to get him sacked. The best way to get the coach sacked is to basically not turn up and play. Um, and the Broncos yep. really need to win this game to try and keep their home semifinal hopes alive. So that would be probably my tip for the week is probably to put Broncos 30-plus. I think they're going to win by a big margin. Yeah, mate. Yeah, look, look that, that, that's what you'd hope this uh, this um the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Two p.m. on Sunday, the Raiders hosting the Dragons without whinging Ricky on the sidelines. Uh, the Raiders they're still fighting for a top eight spot. So are the Dragons, but the Dragons are probably just a smidge probably behind. Benny Hunt has been playing absolutely out of his skin every game this year. He's been phenomenal. Um, probably got the Daily M on lock, but he'll want a few more good performances to make sure he's got that trophy or the medal when he takes it home at the end of the season. The Raiders, like I said, got everything to play for. Owen, how do you see this one going? Yeah, mate, I've got the Raiders on this one as well. So, look, the the Red V, they, they have been playing good of late. Benny Hunt is on song. He's playing He's playing great at the moment. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Green Machine are going to come home with this one. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's another one of those uh, dual-die sort of sort of games as well. So if they, want to, if they want to make that top eight, they've got to start winning. Big plus for the Dragons, though. Uh, Tarek Sims is out, so they might actually play better without Tarek and all these uh, 16 penalties he probably gives away a game and 18 missed tackles. Um He's bloody useless, that bloke. I, I can't believe he's still in the NRL, seriously. Um, he's probably just there to... <laughs> Probably just there for the money so he can buy some more tats. Uh, four oh, o'clock. Mate, he's, he's doing something. He's got uh, something lined up. Yeah. Four o'clock on Sunday afternoon. The Gold Coast Titans, well, they've pretty much got the wooden spoon wrapped up. They're hosting the Manly Sea Eagles. Manly, they're a very, very faint hope of still making the eight, but I think those hopes are pretty much over. Um, do we even really need to talk about this one? No, nah, mate. Manly. Manly. Beautiful. All right, Owen, before we go, mate, apparently you've got a sure thing multi. So is this one of those sure thing multis that Macca talks about or is this one that you should actually go and get a small loan from from your bank manager before the weekend? Oh, mate, I haven't got a small loan, but I'll, I'll put a little bit on this and then, and then I got a bit um, a bit annoyed because I threw another one in there as well and, <laughs> and it doubled it. So I've got, I've got a four leg and a five leg. All right, so four give, give, legs. give us all the legs, mate. Any- give us the first one. All right, for the full leg multi, anytime try scores, I like me anytime. Mm-hmm. Addo Carr, Matt Burton, Selwyn Cobbo, Jason Saab. So that's paying about a little under $10, $10 like $9.70. Okay, all right. Troy Luttrell in there as a five-legger, boosted up to 21 Ooh. Doubles it, mate. And mm. just, just looking at the teams that's getting played, that those sides are going to be putting on, they're, they're going to be relative, there might be some big scoring games. Yeah, you can so tell there's going to be some They're going to be scored. the key players. Yeah, especially in the last month of the season, because, I mean, teams tend to throw the ball around a little bit more. You've got teams fighting for final spots. You've got teams not trying to win the wooden spoon. And then you've got teams that know they've only definitely got four weeks left in the season, and then that's it. They've got a, the off-season begins. So this is usually the time of year where there is a lot of points. I'd be taking the over in every game sort of for the rest of the season because I reckon you definitely hit the over than the under more often than not. And uh, definitely try scorers. If you can get some multis with some try scorers because everyone's going to be wanting to cross the line at the moment. So 
That's not a bad one. Yep. I like the Latrell one. I think that, that five leg is a bit of a go. So go through the five legs again. Yep. So we got um, Addo Carr. Yep. Matt Burton. Yep. Selwyn Cobbo. Yep. Jason Saab. Yep. Latrell Mitchell. That's better than Lobster, lobster Biss. Mate, what, it's, $21. It's money in the bank. It's money in the bank. Giving money Seriously. away. Giving money away. That should be yeah, three to yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've seen that, and I'd I'd done the four leg, and I'd and I'd press I'd, I'd pressed accept, and then I went, oh, Latrell put that in, and it doubled it. And I was like, damn it, <laughs> I'm letting everyone, I'm, I'm going to let everyone else have that one. They can yep. have double. Yeah, we are going to take sports bet down this weekend. They uh, they won't know what hit them. They'll uh, they'll ask for us to be taken off the airwaves after this week. That's going to do it for this week's NRL 720 podcast. Oh, and you went well, mate. Congrats on the, the hey, first thanks, appearance. Buddy. Did well, uh, mate. We, mate I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the subscribers start double after this session, mate. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, enjoy the footy this weekend, guys. Enjoy the beers. We'll see you next week. Yeah.